Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. to another episode of the Zero to Hired podcast, and today we have Derek Darch. Derek has a business of commerce and human resources management from the University of Ontario Institute of Technology. During a co-op in his final year, he found a passion for determining employer needs and assisting students by coaching them on the intricacies of finding gainful employment. After being hired full-time with the YMCA Services Division, he became involved with coaching youth on leadership, life skills, and employment preparation. Now he prepares graduates of the Empower Canada program, break into the IT sector, and provides career advice for entry and mid-level IT professionals. Please help me welcome Derek. Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. Welcome, <laughs> man. This is awesome. Uh, Derek, Derek, you know, we, we were just having a quick conversation on... You know, what got you started into this field and, and what brings you to where you are today? And then we'll get into the backstory. But the goal today is really to help our audience understand, you know, what are some of the challenges that you're facing? And Derek's, and Derek's the expert here. So we're <laughs> going to get the expert to give you the information you want because Connell and I can only do so much. But, you know, it's when we reach out, we connect with other experts. That's when we're getting the most value. So, Derek, let's get right into this. So, you know, you were talking about your backstory a little bit. So if you could share a little bit of that with your audience, with our audience here, they can help understand, you know, what got you to doing what you're doing today. Yeah, of course. So um, I started off uh, going to UIT uh, for a bachelor's in human resource management. So go Ridgebacks. Um, nice and there. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I have to get them in when I can. And um, through that, they offered me a co-op opportunity uh, in my third year. And so they kind of approached me with it, you know, saying, we, we know that this isn't directly um, HR, or we know that this isn't uh, exactly a generalist role. It's very specific in one area. Mm. But would you be interested in doing it? So I looked over the job description, and I saw that it was mainly interacting with employers, you know, recruiting for um, small to mid-range uh, employers within uh, the region. A and... I wasn't quite sure if that was really for me, uh, but, but you know, I, I saw it as an opportunity. I kind of took it, and through that, I, I really kind of gained an appreciation for um, helping clients or, or um, youth kind of go from an uncertainty uh, to, to uh, employment. So is this something that you were actually interested in doing at the beginning? No, actually, not at all, uh, unfortunately. Um, it, it was it was something that, you know, not only would it help me get my, my degree, but it would also kind of give me more experience in that field. And I wasn't quite too sure if that was where I wanted to go, but I didn't want to say no to something mm -hmm. and then regret it later on. So I kind of just took that plunge uh, to gain those kinds of skills. And I'm glad that I did. No, that's a, wow, a benefit for everybody else that you did yeah, take yeah, that hopefully. plunge. So... So you've seen this. So you were telling me you had a little, a light workload of 300 people yeah, that you were working yeah. with. So you want to just tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of managed all that? Yeah, of course. So um, working with about 300 youth. So these people would come in either uh, 
you know, from high school or, or post-secondary, and they'd be looking for summer work. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do is I would coach them in, in how to do things like resume writing, job searching, uh, interview techniques. And then I would also work with employers who were looking to hire in that area and connect them with um, youth who are interested in those areas. So if it was uh, lifeguarding or uh summer camps, things like that, I would connect those employers based on the interests of the youth and, and really kind of hope to foster that kind of uh, relationship and that employment. Excellent. So I guess going through the process of interviewing people or getting them ready, what did you see as some of the challenges that they brought to the table or, or some of their concerns or uh, things that they were trying to overcome? Yeah, of course. So I would say the most common concern uh, would really kind of revolve around not knowing how to job search. Mm -hmm. So they would come to me and they would say, you know, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do, but I have no idea how to get there. And so I would talk to them about um, utilizing networks, um, being able to, you know, job search effectively to find those types of positions and, and what that actually means. So, so going uh, above and beyond you know, just applying to things on Indeed or, yeah. um, you know, that, that kind of passive uh, application story that, that you hear quite often. Um, the next one that you would hear would be interview skills. So people would come to me and they'd say, you know, either I've had a lot of interviews and it's never moved forward or I haven't had any interviews. And so the first one that I get, I'm very nervous and I don't know how to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. So... What did you do to get them ready? So let's focus on the first one where people were having difficulty getting, I guess, the, the interview, right? Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend as a way to, to prepare them for that? So I think the first thing that we kind of need to look at is um, understanding what those roles are mm -hmm. and um, kind of being able to see how our skills can can transfer into that. And, and a lot of times that's through uh, resume writing. So, so oh, okay. understanding, um, you know, what our skills are and being able to communicate them so that when we find those applications uh, or when we find those, those job postings, we know how to uh, correctly sell ourselves. Okay. Um, other, other areas are, well, how do you find those? Right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people will, um, you know, kind of, to just go on Indeed and they just search Camp Counselor, uh, Greater Toronto Area. Yeah. That's actually one of the least effective ways of doing it. Um, go look for job fairs that are happening that will get mm -hmm. you in front of decision makers. Um, network with people. Um, you know, you never know who in your family or, or who in your um, friends list actually have those kinds of connections um, that don't even know that you're job searching, those yeah. kinds of things. So utilizing networks is a really great one as well. Um, and, and just kind of going out there and making sure that, that you're actively looking um, in the right places. Uh, I know a lot of people are quite um, scared to, to, to do cold calling or things like that, but that's actually a really great way to, to find out if employers are actually hiring, when they're hiring, and what kind of things you can do to, to prepare for that when they do. Yeah. So this is really good. So you touched on job fairs, and I want to dig into the into that just a little bit because there seems to be quite a few of them, and I know a lot of people go to them being very unsuccessful and 
having anything. So whether it's an interview, a contact with somebody, uh, I find people who go to these type of events, they take the resume out of their back pocket, they hand it to somebody, they expect something to happen. So if you want to make your job fair experience a rich one, what would you recommend for that? Um, I would personally recommend as much preparation as possible. Um, research, if it's a multiple uh, employer event, research which ones you actually want mm -hmm. to be making those connections with, and then create a tailored resume that's for that. Okay. Um, you know, understanding who's going to be there, uh, and then you know, network with them in order to discuss those types of opportunities um, as so, well. So as a candidate, where would I find that type of information? So I know at a job fair to list the organizations that will be there, but how do I know specifically which people to connect with? Yeah, so um, typically you can go on a company website. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they'll have a staff directory that will, you know, involve you in that way. Uh, you could also go on to LinkedIn. Uh, which is a really great one that I suggest uh, people do, uh, regardless of if it's a job fair or, or you know an, an open interview, um, and, and search for which people typically would go for that. So things like recruiters, HR, uh, talent acquisition uh, officers are typically good uh, safe bets for people yeah. who might be there, um, as well as kind of just being able to get more information on that company and that organization so that you have something to talk about once you, you meet them face to face. Yeah. I, so Connell and I, one of the things we talked about is actually setting up a Google alert mm -hmm. for organizations that you're interested in working for. And like that, you can see what's in the media in terms of that company and what they're doing. And it also helps you understand what kind of challenges they're facing. And those are the type of things you bring to the conversation. Yeah. That changes the dialogue, right? Like, yeah, exactly. If you go to a recruiter or, or a representative of that organization and you start talking about how you are a solution to those accent, types of problems, that <laughs> um, they, they start to see you more as an asset rather than just someone coming and asking for a job. So those types of, of uh, details are extremely um beneficial to have, even knowing where a company is going to be going in the next five yeah, years sure. uh, is another way to, to open that type of dialogue or any type of news, uh, you know, a news segment that that talks about what kind of inv involvement they have uh, in the community is always a great way to um, learn more about the organization, but also be able to connect with the people of that organization. Okay, so what kind of advice and information would you give to someone who might not necessarily have the experience an organization is looking for, uh, but is very interested in participating and being part of the organization. Well, what would you tell? So I'm a candidate. I'm sitting across from you. I'm like, hey, Derek, I'm stuck right now. I don't have um, the experience that I need or I'm, I'm fairly new to the market. What do you suggest that I do? Because I really want to work with a company ABC. So one thing that, that I would um, recommend would be doing something called informational interviewing. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times when we're looking at job postings um, from any company, and, and it can be you know a top five bank, it can be one of the top 50 employers, it could even be a, a mom and pop shop. Um, being able to you know ask those types of questions in that type of environment uh, c can give you a lot more uh, information about what types of things they do look for. Um, I would also kind of recommend, you know, understanding that a job posting is a wish list uh, <laughs> and that, uh, you know, I tell this to my clients all the time. I say, you know, 
for the amount of money that they're going to pay you, that you know, all those uh, requirements probably aren't uh, aren't too feasible. So understanding that as long as you have the majority of those, so let's say you know a seventy uh, percent rating, or even maybe eighty if you want to be mm. extremely ambitious. Um, Very ambitious. <laughs> yeah, um, as long as you have those, uh, and, and you can communicate, you know, how your skills effectively transfer over that. Um, it is really key to uh, being able to match uh, the requirements that they're looking for. Actually, we look at it like a, a grocery list, right? Yeah. And you usually have the most important items at the top of the list and then everything else. If you grab it, fantastic. If you don't grab it, then you're okay. You won't get yeah. yelled at when you get home. So, yeah, and those same type of things. I thing. always get yelled at. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll see why. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always texting the wife saying, hey, do I need this or what brand? Anyways. But talking about the grocery list, the most important things I've always found is that they're always at the top. Mm -hmm. like, these are the things I need to need to need to have for you to be able to do your job. And then all these other things are bonus. Right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, so someone, so, so someone who doesn't have experience in terms of volunteering, would you recommend that as another way of learning about an organization? Because I know a lot of organizations run a lot of big corporate events. CIBC does the Run to Conquer Cancer. Uh, the Princess Margaret does the ride to conquer cancer. Um, you know, what would you say about that? Yeah, I think uh, volunteering is a great way mm -hmm. uh, to get your foot in the door. Not only is it going to uh, look good on a resume, uh, it's going to build up those skills that you're going to need to move forward, but it's also a really great way to start building those connections. Mm -hmm. So when when we talk about things like informational interviews with an organization, uh, it becomes a lot easier once you actually know them uh, or, or <laughs> once, once, you know, you're able to, to chat with them over coffee. Um, so the goal, so, and let me, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but the goal to an inter informational interview is not about asking about a job. It's not about passing on a resume, right? It's really just to gain information from the person that you're sitting with. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Really, you should never be asking for a job mm -hmm. in an informational interview. Um, it catches the interviewer off guard uh, in most times. But the, the, the key point is to go into it with, with certain questions that are going to benefit you. Uh, so so whether, that, whether or not that's how do you get into um, this organization or what type of certifications, education, experience mm -hmm. should I have? Um, so do you have like one or two standard questions that you would prepare your people with to go to these informational sessions Actually with? have 500. Okay, um, 500. So... We don't need 500. We've only got uh, 30 minutes for this show. But, you know, is there like the top five questions that you think everybody needs to ask going into these types of informational sessions? Yeah, I think the first one um, sh should always be um, to ask about what their experience has been. So where where have they been? Where have they gone? And where do they see themselves going? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's always great to talk about oneself. Uh, that's typically <laughs> where you get a lot of the cues for, for additional questions. And it, it's really um, enlightening to, to be able to hear, you know, other people's experience uh, of the labor market. Um, Another question that I would ask is typically, um, you know, what skills uh, do, do they find are key for, for uh, entering a position or, or entering a company um, and then how that looks. And what I mean by that is 
is, you know, if they ask you, well, we need someone who, um, you know, has excellent time management skills. Okay, well, what time management skills do you use mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, translates over that your employees use as well? Those types of things are really great um, to get an idea about what things you should be investing in, which things you shouldn't be investing in, um, and really where your efforts should be going. Okay. So that's two questions. That's two. Yeah, that's two. All right. You want five. Uh, <laughs> okay. We can, you can give me three. That works too. All right. All right. Um, the, the next question that I would always ask, um, and this one's more you know, towards the end, would, would be, do you know of anyone who would be great to sit and have a coffee with, mm-hmm. um, you know, utilize their network to benefit you as well. And, and they'll probably do the same. Um, so you want to keep that conversation going. So, so things like, you know, requesting to connect on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, as so, well as, you know, any type of referral to someone else who might have additional information um, would be really great. And, and it keeps your, your, you know, it keeps you in that uh, mode of, of seeking out other connections. Yeah. No, so this is great. So, you know, you're going in, you're, you're really learning about them, you're understanding what they need, and then you're staying connected. With the informational interview, do you ever advise people to do follow-ups? Yeah, of course. And, and, and how often and, and what should they do in those follow-ups? Well, I think um, it, it really depends on the candidate and what the candidate's looking to, to, you know, kind of get out of the experience. Um, if if you're looking to stay connected in order to, um, you know, build up your networks, then, mm-hmm. then you know, I would say it can be as easy as, um, you know, engaging in conversations on LinkedIn. Uh, yes, so you'll have one. individuals who post uh, opinion pieces or things that they believe in or heavily uh, endorse and, and encouraging that kind of communication. So read that article, have your own opinion, and don't be afraid to state that yeah. uh, as long as it's professional. Uh, so so <laughs> yes, those always keep ways, it professional. Yes, always yes. Keep it professional. Those types of things, you know, allow you to remain in contact with yeah. them without actually trying. Um, yeah, and, and so and sometimes it doesn't even take a lot. Sometimes you just... You know, you learn something about the person, you understand a particular interest that they mm-hmm. have, and then you share a piece of information with them that you think might be useful. So if yeah, you read an article on something, or you learn a little bit about their organization, or just something they say in passing, it's those, and I find the greatest, deepest commu- um, relationships that you build are the ones where you're feeding specific things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's understanding, um, you know, who that person is, and then, you know, f- not necessarily going out to find those uh, things, but but just having that in the back of your head and, you know, following up with an article saying, hey, I read this article. I thought it was something that would be right up your alley. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. And well, so sometimes it's, it's a mix of being intentional and sometimes just things that are come up in passing. I know as a platform, LinkedIn has really, if you're not on LinkedIn, shame on you. Because it's definitely, you should be on it today if you are seriously looking to find work. Uh, We know 78% of recruiters today are looking at LinkedIn Mm -hmm. to look for people. So, and it's an easy way to to stay connected. And, right, just liking a post or making a mention on a post or commenting on somebody's post is just, that's an easy way to stay engaged with that person. Yeah, and and I'd say that, um, 
to, to even build on that, it, it's, it's not even if you're just looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very often um, people w- will have this mentality that you only use LinkedIn when, when you're looking to gain something. So yes. either that's employment or, or it's, it's finding candidates for a role if you're a manager. But you should actually be utilizing it, you know, to the best of your ability all the time. Um, because building those types of connections when you're not looking for work is going to really help you when you are. Yes. Yeah. Actually, and so you don't know my background, but in 2009, my team was outsourced, mm. right? And um, we went through the process of getting people ready. And what I'm te- and, and what I've been you know been telling people over the last ten years is really always be ready to be let go. And how do you do that? You create a big circle of people that you're well versed with, people who like you for you, and not because of something uh, for other other reasons, but people who like you because they know you. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for you to go out and start looking for work, you'll have a connection that you can connect with. Right? Yeah, and and. What I would I would say, and I I coach people on this all the time, <laughs> it is the idea that if you're gonna connect with someone mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, don't don't leave it there. You know, um, it, it's great to send connections to speakers that you know may have done a talk and you attended um, with, with old colleagues or or professors, anything like that. However, just having them on your uh, connections list isn't enough. You need yeah. to engage with them. You need to interact with them. I, I have so many people um, that will, will request a connection and then I never hear from them again. And then once they're job searching, they come to me and they say, you know, hey, Derek, uh, can you help me with this, this, and this? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, how do I know you? I don't um, know you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, you know, just touching on this, when you do make a request to connect with somebody, so Shelly talks about, Shelly Islinger was one of our guests, and so she talks about, you know, don't go with the defaults, customize your messaging. Right? Yeah. Uh, and just don't send a blank connection request. Put a message in your in your connection request. So you're, you're going to let them know exactly how I know you. So I know you, Derek. So actually, I just connected with Derek yesterday yeah. on LinkedIn because I learned that we were going to be doing this. And I, I mentioned, hey, you know, I got connected to you through Andrew, who was already in my connection. and. Uh, that's how I learned about you and, yeah. you know, some of your background and your education. So don't ever go with the default, right? Always customize your messaging yeah. in there. Don't go with the default. Don't, you know, j- just send a, a request without some type of message. Mm-hmm. And that goes to anyone that you request with, whether or not it's a colleague um, or a previous colleague. I imagine your mm-hmm. colleague knows who you are. Um, but it, it can also be a recruiter. Um, you know, somebody that, you know, during the interview, you asked if you can connect on LinkedIn, just have that follow up for how that person knows you. And, you know, maybe even, you know, what you want to get out of the connection. So so if it's a case where um, you've gone into an informational interview, um, and the person you've interviewed has said, you know what, this person would be great um, to connect with, I I encourage you to do so, you know, just say, Hey, you know, Shelly actually mentioned that you would be a great person to uh, discuss education with, mm-hmm. and I would love to uh, connect with you so that we can discuss that or, or arrange a time to to meet in person in order to do that. Um, so, so having that clear uh, understanding about why you're asking to connect yeah. is also a great thing as well. 
actually it's how we have or this is how we find some of our podcast interviewers yeah interviewees uh is by you know ha- having a past interview somebody I've, I've interviewed in the past ask for a recommendation you know who else would you know would add value to the community yeah and, uh, and it's really just asking and giving the value um mm-hmm. so colin colin and i are really big on you know, add the value first. Don't ask for anything. Just give value, give value, give value. One of our, one of my online mentors, uh, celebrities, Gary Vanderchuk, talks about, you know, give value first, consistently give value, and then it'll just come to you, right? And then to, to connect this. Yes. Everything that we've talked about. To connect that, that's why you go to a job fair or an interview understanding what kind of challenges that they have and how you bring that solution right have that kind of mentality that you know it's a sales pitch right so what are you selling and what are you going to do for for the employer to to really make sure that you are that solution that they're looking for so having i think what gives people an advantage right from the get-go is knowing what the problem is Mm -hmm. and knowing like you said how they could sell it right like how they could sell themselves is the solution to that problem yeah because you, you know, there's so many things that are going out there. You really want to separate yourself, I want to say, from the herd. Because for every job that you're applying to, depending on the type of job it is, there might be another 300 people applying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you really make yourself different? And it's really understanding who you're sitting with. The informational interviews, by all means, is there's so much rich information there. But you have to genuinely be interested in getting mm-hmm. to know the other people. You yeah, want, exactly. You know, um, yeah, so that's been great. Um, so how do you do quickly? How do you connect quickly with somebody? If you were going to, you know, I'm brand new, I'm nervous, I'm shy. What kind of tips or recommendations would you give to me to make that connection quickly with um, somebody? In a context of you're just meeting them? A job fair, informational interview, all the different platforms that you talked about. How do I get over that initial nerve of just connecting with somebody? Because not everybody's overly comfortable face-to-face. Yeah, of course. I, I think there's multiple things that you can do um, throughout the entire process to, to make it a little less nerve-wracking. And really, the, the main thing that kind of comes down to is just preparation. Okay. Um, if, if you know uh, who, let's say you're going to a, a convention and you know a few of the people that will be presenting and you know that you want to reach out to them, you know, be prepared with some uh, conversation starters that you know they're already interested in. Um, so, so if if someone is a writer uh, and and they you know have written a piece, um, I don't know for, for the Toronto Star, let's say, yes. um, then then you know prepare but by having those types uh, of uh, conversation starters. So you know, I, I actually just read about how you. Um, know did this this and this and and then kind of start it like that so Mm -hmm. so make it seem as natural as possible um another thing you can do um is to ask questions like i said before people love to talk about themselves (laughs) and so what are um, you talking about yeah (laughs) and it's something that that you know i think both of us have done uh we both looked at each other's profile on linkedin so that we would have an understanding about what kind of things we can talk about to to ease the the initial nerves, yes. um, and, and that's something that you can do in interviews too. Is research the interviewer, yeah. so that you know you can 
prep for, for questions they might have, but you can also ask them questions uh, and get a better sense of uh, what their experience has been and maybe what their outlook is. Yeah. So, and this is great. So, and whether it's LinkedIn or any other social platform, you know, we talk about finding those common connections, mm -hmm. right? And that enables you to just open up a world of different things. So I know my first job, you know, with the large telecom happened because I went to the same high school as the person recruiting. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and that's how, you know, a lot of people who've heard my story, that's how I got in was we didn't even talk about the job. We talked mm -hmm. about the old high school and it's, our rugby teacher, right? It's funny you say that. Um, how I got this position was my co-op supervisor from the one that I was telling you about mm -hmm. uh, was a connection with the executive director here. And so I saw um, the posting and I you know, looked on um, the, the poster's um, LinkedIn profile and it said, hey, you know, this is somebody that you have a connection yeah. with. Um, and so I said, could you make a, a soft introduction uh, with right, me? Yes. And that's essentially how I got the interview. And then, you know, from there, got employment. So never um, underestimate the power, the power of connections and networking. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to believe that if <laughs> I didn't have that introduction, I still would have gotten the job, but uh, it, it definitely helped uh, add some <laughs> points in, in my favor, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's, it definitely gives you the advantage of, like I said, the 300 that are also applying for your role. Um, yeah, it gives you an advantage, mm -hmm. right? Building your network. And, and it comes from, you know, somebody, whether it's a referral or somebody who you've gone to high school with, they know in terms of background, what kind of values, what kind of uh, upbringing you have. And that's, that takes all the guesswork out of the, out of the picture, right? So yeah, you're not just somebody off the street. It's like, who are you? We went to the same high school. We know what the type of values our high school teaches. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I got the role. You got the role because somebody else vouched for me <laughs> and they vouched said, for you but yeah. it's because the other person already knew what kind of values what kind of people they associate mm -hmm. with, exactly. which is so important right and we forget that value of just you know basic associations can make or break yeah. things for us right excellent so derek wow so much great information <laughs> a lot of insight a lot of um a lot of good tips and strategies I'm just going to give you a minute just to talk about Empower, the organization that you're with today, and and um, you know what makes you what makes Empower different. So this is an organization Connell and I. We love the, these guys; they're fantastic in terms of how they train and get people ready for the workforce. Tell us about what makes Empower so different. Yeah. So to give a, a brief overview uh, mm -hmm. of uh, the organization, so we are a uh, not-for-profit workforce development. Uh, organization within the GTA. Uh, and what we do is we train youth um, aged 18 to 29 um, for entry-level IT positions. And whether that's service analyst, digital customer care, or software development and mobile testing, um, we, we provide these, uh, we call them students, mm -hmm. um, with a 15-week intensive uh, boot camp phase. And so uh, they, they learn everything they need to know about um, how to succeed in an entry-level role. And then uh, my job as a job coach here is to coach them into finding employment. Um, what I would say makes us different is just the, the idea that we take a holistic approach. So we understand that um, you can 
you can train someone with technical skills, but if they don't have professional development or life skills, they're not going to be successful. So what we do is we have uh, individuals such as social workers, uh, program coordinators, instructors who, who teach not only technical, but life skills, professional development skills, and then employment skills uh, in order to be successful. So we understand that you, you really can't be successful without all of them. Uh, and so we train them in that 15-week uh, you know, program in order to succeed in, in each area. Yeah. Oh, and it's so and the way I see it, you're not only preparing them for the interview today and getting into the role in the organization, but you're also preparing them for the future. Yeah. And really it's about not getting a job, but it's about getting a career that they can grow into and develop. So yeah, it's you guys are like wow, fantastic. I'll include a link to the Empower Canada website. Yeah, thank you. Uh, as well, so you guys can take a look at it. I know every once in a while you guys are running new programs. Yeah. In terms of cycles, how does that work? So, is it every quarter, every half a year? Um, I would say it's probably every three or four months. Mm -hmm. um, we do do ongoing recruitment for our programs, uh, whether they're in session or not. Um, and our, our programs can also be running uh, simultaneously. So um, although, let's say right now, we're offering our service analyst class, we're also uh, offering our digital customer care. So we're constantly recruiting. We're constantly looking for you know youth who are motivated to work, ready to start in tech, and are really looking for that opportunity to make those connections, get started in a career, and looking to grow within those. You guys have a pretty high success rate, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have an eighty percent uh, employed after six months of graduation. Wow. Um, and a lot of our graduates will move on to. Um, mid-level roles uh, within one or two years. Wow. We actually provide a two-year support um, that myself and one of my colleagues runs where we offer career development advice, um, you know, certain certification training as well as networking opportunities to really kind of uh, build their skill set and then build their confidence to go into uh, higher level roles that uh, go beyond the entry level. Yeah. Well, so my understanding is you even have a program for your alumni as well. Yeah, so so we have uh, supports for our alumni um, up to two years and after. Um, and then we're actually looking to start um, creating programming that, that will further support them. Mm -hmm. So things like certifications and, and whatnot. Excellent. Well, that's great. So I'll make sure that we share the link with the community and... Um, I know you guys are primarily based out of Toronto, Markham, and Peel region. Um, Power is really an organization that's across North America, really, yeah. right? And uh, so I'll include both links to the North American Power site, which is primarily in the U.S., and then the Canadian one, so you guys can learn all about it, because, wow, like, yeah, what you yeah. guys are doing is fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time today. Appreciate yeah, it, Derek. And uh, that is it for this uh, episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll include a link to Derek's uh, LinkedIn profile so you can check him out for yourself, not just me just talking about him. And you can see all the different things that uh, we, we discussed today, a lot of great value, a lot of great tips, really how to get through that informational process and, and, and really nail the job. So thanks a lot for being on yeah, our show, thank Derek. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. We will catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Ciao. 
thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.